Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. What is this week's gratitude blooming theme? It's card number 39, the last card of our collection. And it's the rose representing grace. So for those who may not have the card in front of them, what are we looking at? We've got a single rose with a stem coming almost like it's coming from the sky, drooping down. And you can almost see the face of this mature rose with all its different petals spiraling around in this one very full bloom. And right below, it almost looks like the flower is speaking grace. I do like how it is just gently resting. Uh, And it is as if the word grace is tumbling out from out uh, of the flower. So this has been amazing. This we've now hosted 39 episodes covering the full gratitude blooming card deck. And the rose comes up a few times. So what what have we learned about the rose in this journey? There are three roses in this card deck, and they represent different cycles of the rose in bloom. And this one is its fullest bloom of the rose and it feels like it's um honoring of this really old old flower you know this is a rose fossils date back to 35 million years and there's all different sacred religious traditions all over the world really honor and revere uh the rose and it's you know a flower that's found all over the world and It's been used throughout history as a form of currency, for expression of beauty, for medicinal healing purposes, and, you know, last but not least, for their enchanting aroma. So this is, I would have to say, probably the most popular flower in the world. And previous podcasts, we've talked about the healing properties and and you know some aspects of the horticulture of roses and i feel like today it's really honoring to talk about just why are there so many traditions that really honor this rose it has um so many different meanings you know it could mean balance beauty devotion faith love uh, wisdom yeah when i was reading i came across a poem on, from the 11th century a sufi poet rumi uh, he he kind of referenced the rose as a symbol of life, a perfection, and the thorns kind of symbolizing the challenges we have to overcome to reach this wholeness. And uh, his in his poem, he writes, Do thou smile like the rose at loss and gain, for the rose through its petals be torn asunder, still smiles on and is never cast down. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you talk about the thorns of a rose and the one that we're looking at in this illustration from the artist Arlene Kim Suda doesn't actually have any thorns in it. And so there is almost another layer of gentleness in this rose that seems to be lying down that has dropped its thorns. And I think you're right. This one is in full bloom. Uh, 
I really have been taken with roses over the last year. And, um, and right now, one of my favorite roses in the neighborhood is coming back. Um, they had cut it down for winter and, and now there's these beautiful roses and they're in full bloom. And it's really interesting to sort of see how, you know, the rose kind of gets bigger and bigger um, and until it sort of then droops down and then the leaves start sort of turning brown and, and curling. And so there's just like this like fine moment of like when it's like ripe. And it's like sort of full, that that full aroma is there and like catching it in the morning when it's just sort of ready to go. And so, you know, one of the things that I found in researching the rose as it relates to the word grace is that in Latin, it comes from gratia or gratis, which is pleasing or thankful. So the word grace is actually related to the feeling of gratefulness, which I thought was perfect. I had no idea if you guys had planned this, that the word grace actually is the same word as grateful. Uh, And so to end this 39 gratitude blooming card deck with that feeling of gratefulness, you know, I love the word grace. I know you sort of said that it has, sometimes it can feel epic. But there's sort of two sort of definitions that have always sort of stayed with me. One definition is that which is unadorned, right? So what is in its original state is with grace. And so it's not until we add accoutrements to it that somehow we kind of take away uh, from that grace. And the other sort of definition that I really love with grace is it can only be received. You can't earn it, right? And so if you think about something in its original state, it's just how it was. It didn't sort of build up towards it. It didn't sort of say like, oh, if I do this, then you know I'll accomplish this and then I'll receive it. It's like, no, it's just the grace is what comes from the beginning. Um, and so I've always just loved that sort of embracing of grace is nothing that I actually have to do. I'm worthy just because. Um, And then when I'm able to sort of just accept it, that grace, it's really an accepting sort of myself in my original form. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to prove anything. Um, I can just be. That's beautiful. It feels very um, soft and still when, when I hear you speaking of it. um, That's what comes in terms of the feeling yeah, there's not like this like push that you need to sort of accomplish something, right? And I think this is what's, you know, having gone through now the 39 different themes from joy and presence to courage to beautiful sadness is that through all sort of thick and thin, it's just like, hey, these are all these emotions that come and go. But what is that sky in which these clouds of emotions are crossing, right? And so sometimes it's easy to get distracted by the clouds of emotions. And it we have to sort of sometimes take a moment to sort of be like, yeah, but what's that bigger sky that this is all happening? And I kind of feel like grace is that sky. It's the blank canvas in which all these other things then start to sort of move through and across. You're helping kind of 
put more words into what makes grace so big for me. You know, I imagine just, you know, how we enter into the world as like a child, a, a baby. And then we learn all of these lessons in life that, you know, eventually transform into deep wisdom, lived wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that in this journey of the 39, you know, starting with the first card of forgiveness, it almost feels like it's this, what what can we learn as we are here on earth and, and learning from each other and and what's most striking to me about the rose, and I think it's great, it's beautiful that you're kind of associating with this epic kind of sky view, expansive uh, feeling is how it's so connected to the sacred and spirituality and this sense of um, being able to connect with something beyond ourselves, like just with the smell of this of, of this rose. And, you know, you often talk about how the first wearable technology uh, for you is this um, the prayer beads. And I was just reading about how the rosary mm. is actually, uh, the meaning of that is a crown of roses. And it really, you know, was in honor of uh, Mary and just the miracle and the, and the perfection of Mary and and how just even that practice of it's almost like you're connecting to that that the most divine form of um, connection to something bigger beyond our this big big epic love almost right like <laughs> that we can't touch or or see. But we can. I guess that's to me what is so cool about it is that it is something that we can you know. And I know that you love the somatic side of, of a lot of this stuff, which is how do we embody these things. And as I've mentioned before, I'm going through this uh, series called The Art of Waging Peace. And we had a a session this morning. And the Zen monk who leads it had this very simple question, which is, where in your body is your question arising? And, you know, and it, you know, of course, it made me just appreciate you because you're like, okay, where in your body is this question? And so I ended up writing this as I really sort of said to myself, where in my body is my question arising? And I wrote, it is arising in the back of my heart. It asks, why am I anxious? What do you fear, heart? Am I loved? Asked my heart. Do you love heart? Yes, said my heart. Then you are love. And I feel like we could swap out that word love for grace when we can just sort of accept it uh, as something that we can feel within ourselves. And so I would love to hear how the artist. Arlene Kimsuda felt this word grace when she illustrated this rose. Here is the story of the grace card featuring the rose. As a bit of trivia, the last three cards of the Gratitude Blooming deck, the Protea and its theme of courage, Chamomile and its theme of patience, and the rose and its theme of grace were added after the original release of the card deck. The drawing of this rose for the theme of grace was made while I was immersed reading the poetry of Philip Whelan, a beat poet in San Francisco in the 1950s 
who is also involved with the Zen Center here in the city. In particular, the lines, All of me that there is makes a shadow. From his poem, The Inspection of the Mind in June, caught my attention while the summer roses were in full bloom in my garden. While drawing this rose and its intricate petals, I was thinking about how each petal, so perfect, casts its own unique shadow, which is in part what makes a blooming rose so alluring. It made me wonder about the delicate balance between grace and shadow. For me, captured in those lines of poetry, all of me that there is makes a shadow. One cannot exist without the other, but somehow in our lives, it's always easier to notice or try to avoid the shadow. What if the shadows we see could be like a constant reminder of the grace that makes up each of our lives? It's like our rise into grace requires a leap of faith, a desire to believe or remember it in the face of all the uncertainties we experience in life. Grace feels like what is left when you strip down to the very core of who you are. But that stripping away of all attachments and expectations is no walk in the park. Sometimes it requires much suffering to get us there, though I like to think that there are other ways, like reflecting or being reminded by looking at this rose drawing to remember the grace within each of us. It's a nice reminder from the last card of the deck, isn't it? Can you see why we needed to add it? Really appreciating the energy of optimism that Arlene uh, gifts us in this last story. And I, I had forgotten that we had added those last three cards, you know, in our second print. And yeah, it, it feels like we're not complete without this card of grace. And it's the ultimate surrendering to what is beyond us and this trusting of that love that we feel within our, ourselves that you speak of, Omar. It's like this higher form of love that we don't need to see, but we know deeply within us. Yeah, I love the the paradox between the grace and the shadow. And I'm just, you know, again, almost reminded of that sky. We need the sky. That's, you know, the light comes from the sun and that openness. But the sun also then creates these shadows and, and how we find that balance and being open to it. Like we don't need to know everything. And I think that's also there's a there's an element to grace which is maybe tied to humility, which is like you don't need to know it all, and in fact you can't. And so some of it is in sort of like an appreciation of like not actually having to understand the totality of it, and and what is that sort of appreciation for what little we can appreciate, you know, like maybe all we are is a shadow, and how do we actually appreciate? just even getting to be a shadow. And in your poem that you beautifully wrote, you you named this feeling of anxiety. And 
it's almost like grace and the rose are, it's like the healing salve for our wounds and, and, and the feelings of just the hardships that we encounter in our lives. You know, it's like inevitable that we will have that. And uh, that's how I felt when I felt your anxiety and then your connection back to your heart. It's like, wow, then, then that's the healing that you're receiving for that. Grace actually requires a little bit of our brokenness and our brokenness requires, you know, a lot of bit of the grace uh, and that these things sort of are constant reminders that it's only when we separate, you know, and I think, you know, we learned and it was, it became a meme, right? Like together, not apart, uh, you know, during COVID and pandemic and, and people sort of became aware of like, oh, wow. We are together with something bigger um, and we don't really fully appreciate it until all of a sudden we don't actually have a choice but to be separated and to feel apart. Uh, and then all of a sudden we actually realize like how interconnected we really are. And so I think for me, grace is just that reminder of like, oh, I am connected to something bigger than myself. That's what I love about the practice of gratitude is that it's a constant reminder that I am part of something bigger than myself. And it's not necessarily up to me to sort of fully appreciate the whole bit of it. But just me being able to notice each and every day a little bit is enough. And then through that practice of noticing even just a flower uh, begins to sort of like, okay, this flower is beautiful and it has all these things. And then I was reading this Thich Nhat Hanh uh, quote recently about when you really look at a flower, what you begin to see is what is not a flower. You begin to see the rain, you begin to see the soil, you begin to see all these other elements that were required to make the flower a flower. It's a miracle, you know, like (laughs) everything you're saying, that word keeps coming to mind because it's like, when have you asked for a miracle, you know, and when do you see something as a miracle? And for me, it's the times when I've been so troubled or so challenged that I don't, you know, I don't have an answer. It's so humbling. And, and all I can do is almost be in that state of prayer, whatever that means, you know, where you're just like, I don't know. And I just am asking for help. (laughs) And, and that's, you know, I think to me, like the practice of gratitude is it's where the mundane and the miraculous intersect, Mm. right? Because it's really then appreciating the small things each and every day, you know, and it's like that line again, because you never know when the small things are going to become the big things, right? Like you never know um, what you're going to just take for granted. And then all of a sudden when it's taken away, you're like, oh my God, to be able to have that. You know, this is yesterday I picked up my youngest daughter from school. She has debate after school. And so she doesn't get to like walk home with her um, big sister uh, and neighbor. And she's now at the age where she's really eager to sit in the front seat of the car. And so when I came up, I pulled up to the front of the school and she's sitting out there on the grass with a friend talking And I'm like, hey, you know, Kenzie. And she comes running forward. And then she's like slyly like slips herself into the front seat as if I wouldn't notice. And I was like, oh, so you want to sit in the front seat? He's like, yes, dad, I want to sit in the front seat because there's nothing blocking my view. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at the back of someone's head. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at the back of the seat. 
I have a full view of everything around me. And it was just, I couldn't help but just smile deeply inside because it was like, oh, so easy to just take sitting in the front seat Mm. for granted. And for her, it was like a deep amount of joy. And I felt that joy. And I was like, I'm going to just enjoy sitting in the front seat in a different way on the drive home. And so it is those little small things in each and every day that we can just ignore, make invisible and not see. And then all of a sudden when somebody with fresh eyes and excitement is like, no, this is a miracle. I am sitting in the front seat. It has been. <laughs> it is a know, miracle. <laughs> in that right? way. She's like, like, she hasn't been allowed to do it for, you know, 11 years. You know? <laughs> and so this is like her chance. So with the cards, we also have these beautiful prompts. And because these were added, I assume the prompts were added later as well. And so you had a bit of time to really think about this last question. And so what is the last question in the Gratitude Blooming card deck? Well, before I reveal that, I must say the process of coming up with this prompt uh, compared to the others was a little bit more um, challenging. We didn't have you, Omar, with us at that time. I think it would have been easier. Um, And, you know, just trying to, you know, embody that grace. So uh, I hope uh, you all enjoy this prompt that we really thought about for a while here. So it's card number 39, the rose representing grace. Can you feel the grace that's within you? How can you bring grace to an area of your life? And I think now, you know, with this question and having really explored these themes with you and Arlene, the artist, yeah, I would say like, how can you bring grace to an area of your body? Right. When you remind, like you say your life, it sort of becomes like this very big abstract thing. But when you say like, no, where can I bring grace to an area of my body? Then all of a sudden it's like an opportunity to sort of say, well, where am I feeling the stress in my body? And, And how is that sort of signaling to me sort of an opportunity to give yourself a little grace, right? To kind of be like, oh, my, my shoulders are a little tight. My jaw maybe is tighter than it should be. It should be like, oh, you know, like, I mean, my hands recently have been hurting because I'm on my phone so much, <laughs> you know. I have learned that being in the land of NFTs has meant a lot of time on Twitter, actually. Um and I'm not quite there, but I'm almost to the point of like, ah, oh, maybe I got to delete the app from my phone. So I only use my computer mm. um, because typing with my thumbs furiously is starting to have pain. And so I'm like, okay, we're, because that's the beautiful thing about your body is that it is very sensitive. It's highly attuned and it's so easy for us to like override it. Like, and that's like cultural, right? Cultural is mind over matter. When what really matters is how we live each and every day. And with our bodies, not against our bodies, with nature, not against nature, with each other, not against each other. And like, how do we find grace to really be present 
to these things that it's so easy to make other than you um, when really it's just each other. We've been holding these spaces online and we actually have, I think you found a couple of stories yeah. Of how people looked at Grace. Yeah, it's actually a team, um, friends of ours, um, who have an organization focusing on the dying with grace. You know, how do you, you know, be with loss? And it's, a, it's an organization called Reimagine. And um, we got to hold this beautiful circle for their team just to give them some space to to breathe. I remember that. Yeah. And, and this card, um, it was just so, so symbolic of for each of them personally. And so I'm excited to actually feature the conversation that some of the team members had around this flower and this theme of grace. My grandma's name, uh, who's turning 100, is Grace. You know, we lost a friend this year named Grace as well. And so kind of grace is like a thread in my life has been a really powerful name i think the rose which is also really powerful you know we we at reimagine have been working with this artist named marcos latians who's been making roses for covid victims like he's trying to make one covid rose for every covid uh, victim out of felt or, or inspire a community to make these roses and when our younger grace died you know her body was covered in flowers in this really beautiful way and that's what inspired us to or that's what inspired me anyway to want to connect with Marcos and his practice and try to like use flowers to, or to have a reimagined partner with him to kind of use flowers as a memorial experience related to that. And then it's just kind of serendipitous that this flower is a rose as well. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's one of, I, I know that you, these cards really are amazing at finding these crazy connections, but um, yeah, it, it does seem abundant here. So thank you. Just the rose for me is a reminder of um, this intuitive training program I did. And and the rose in, in that program is the object absorbs really energy that you don't want in your space. And then you blow the rose. And so you're constantly visualizing this rose, sort of pulling in that which you want to let go of and then dispelling it. And so... Anytime I see a rose, it kind of reminds me to do that. And I think that, you know, obviously when you're, when you've let go of of anxiety or other people's energy or things that are in your space that don't belong there, there's more space for grace, for sure. I love that idea of pulling in that which you want to let go of, right? Normally you think about wanting to let go of something and it's an immediate resistance and or push and her kind of saying like no actually let's gather all the things that you want to let go of and i think the other sort of part and we've really been diving into this in the last couple weeks is is the importance of ritual um and you know we talk about practice all the time right and it's we've sort of gotten to accustomed to this idea of like okay meditation is a practice mindfulness a practice gratitude is a practice and in some ways, I feel like it's our modern way of saying ritual, except we've forgotten that these are rituals of like, how do we actually say goodbye? How do we actually let something go? And what I really appreciate, you know, as we're looking at the last card of our 39 card deck, you know, is 
the conversations that can arise just from inviting in nature and a theme that's almost like a value or virtue. You know, we just heard these two clips from this team conversation that was about an hour with the just picking a random card and this grace card came up. And, you know, how often do we actually have a space to talk about these things, something like grace and and the rose and, you know, what 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 we can find out about each other or how are we experiencing life or our work uh, through these plants? Um, I'm just feeling a lot of gratitude and reverence for that aspect, you know, like it's, it's not a regular, you know, team conversation to be able to talk about grace in this way. And it comes back to, you know, in some ways, the famous book, like call of the wild, when we can really start to listen and not sort of project our own opinions and thoughts and ideas as to what something ought to be, but to really sort of be present uh, to what is being called to us. Uh, and that listening state in some ways is a state of grace. And so each week you give us a wonderful practice to focus on. And so what is the practice of grace for us to focus on? So this practice is called follow the grace of the rose. And so literally this uh, this past week, I have um, gotten to the grocery store and I found these beautiful roses to, to be with in my house. And what I love is that the rose is this universal flower. So we can all practice this together. I invite you to buy yourself a rose. So I actually have the rose here and it looks a lot like the card deck actually. And pick the rose that speaks to you. So actually go to the store and make this a sacred act. Find the rose that's calling you the most. So this was actually the rose that smelled so fragrant and looked so beautiful with all of its spirals and its petals. And just, um, I felt like it was inviting me to connect. So pick that rose with intention. And I invite you to spend some time throughout the week with the rose. Um, Just observing how the petals change over the course of a few days smelling its fragrance and just feel what is grace in the form of the rose as it evolves over the days feel like smell like maybe even sound like just follow that grace so for me as i've been traveling with this rose really noticing its petals and the softness of the petals. So how can I be softer in my body? How can I be softer in the way I speak to others in the form of grace? So I invite you to just connect in with your rose and notice 
what this rose has to teach you about grace throughout the week. How wonderful that you're inviting folks to go buy themselves a rose. Um, and, you know, and for those that are in bold, maybe you, uh, as the leaves start to fall, you you make yourself a bath uh, with the rose petals or maybe you dry them and you, you can create a beautiful flower press. You can dry them and even make your own coffee probably. This is not, however, advice. <laughs> I love to also, when they're dried, I, I give them to um, different parts of our land, our retreat center, just as a thank you to the different places of the land. So when people walk by, they'll see the rose petals. So many ways that we can continue to be with the grace and the beauty of this rose. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Belinda, for this incredible journey. This is the end in some ways. We've now done 39 podcasts um, and we've completed the full card deck over the last, I don't know how many months it's been. Uh, Since July, I remember. Since July, eight, nine months. And... Starting next week, we're going to be holding a series of just live conversations here on uh, Fireside Chat, plus uh, streaming, I believe, to like Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, across a bunch of social networks. Uh, next week, or we're going to have NFTs out there uh, representing yet a new form of the gratitude blooming art and expanding this meta garden. And then hopefully, you know, we're putting together some pretty exciting collaborations for season two. Stay tuned. You know, we've really explored, you know, some of the plant history, some of the etymology behind each of the words and the themes. Um, And, you know, we've invited different conversations through our online uh, conversations and circles. So, yeah, we want to continue to explore you know, maybe the way to say this is like, listen to what Gratitude Blooming wants to do uh, and, and really be of service. Yeah, it's been such a beautiful journey. And today I'm just being reminded of, you know, the plants, the flowers all around us, all aspects of nature is such a beautiful miracle. And to not ever take that for granted. And I love that. Um, You know, these cards always remind us of that. The artwork remind us to go back to that appreciation and that connection back to the abundance that nature is constantly giving us. Cheers. Cheers. Have a nice day, everyone.